It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday the 21st of February. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk. US President Joe Biden has promised more weapons during the visit to Ukraine and warned Chinese support for Russia could trigger a third world war. Meanwhile, the family of Nikki Bully have said that she can rest now after a body found in the River Wire was confirmed to be hers. And junior doctors in England have voted to strike overpay, planning a full 72-hour walkout in March. Joining me for all the chat is writer and commentator Candice Holdsworth. Good morning to you. Morning. Of course, I mean, always world events. And of course, we've seen more quakes uh, yesterday in Turkey as well, adding to that 44,000 already death toll um, and, and so much going on at home and abroad. And, and yet I know everyone was talking about this morning in the office, tomatoes. Can't buy tomatoes anymore. What's happened that? I know. Well, this biggest is, issue, biggest issue for everybody. Can't buy tomatoes. But it's actually a concern. Food production is a concern, and with rising energy costs, people have been saying for a while that it's going to start affecting what we see on the shelves. Mm. Things like tomatoes need greenhouses to grow, and if energy costs go up as much as they have, mm. plus frost and weather and things like that, that's going to start becoming mm. a concern. Yeah, we're told in, across Europe, particularly in Spain and in and in Africa, there have been uh, difficulties with weather. Again, it's been very warm and then it's very cold, and, and this this has affected their uh, their growing patterns, and that means we've got we've now got delays in getting our goods. But again, it's the sort of thing that you were just always used to previously, um, and I, th- I think we all got used to. In in 2020, you know, if you saw a product that you use regularly, whether it was your soap or your shampoo, just buy, bulk buy it and get it ready. You can't bulk buy your fruit and veg. I remember going to supermarkets in 2020 when everyone's going, oh, there's no pasta, there's no baked beans on the shelf and no frozen food left. Yeah, but the veg, the fruit and veg counters were always full. But yeah, anyway, that's a side note. That's a side note. Let's talk about important world affairs. Uh, and that, of course, involves particularly Ukraine at the moment. We are approaching Friday, the first anniversary of uh, the invasion by Russia. I think many of us are hoping there will be no uh, ongoing during war anniversary next year. The question is, how do we go about getting there? Uh, President Biden made an unannounced visit to Ukraine 
lots of speculation that he was going to Poland uh, to arrive there last night for a speech today that he might pop in uh, on his way. Uh, but and we understand that the Russians were actually informed as he travelled in, perhaps to avoid any cataclysmic results of, uh, of, of a bombing of Kyiv that did cause uh, injury or worse, death to President Biden. Um, but he, he made it very clear that he was still backing the Ukraine war effort and that the Western alliance was together and that the West would not rest. He did, though, also warn that if China did get involved in providing weaponry to Vladimir Putin for his war effort, that that could lead to World War Three. Nine o'clock today, we're going to be hearing from Vladimir Putin. No, sadly, not a guest on the show. Would absolutely love that. But he's giving his, I suppose, equivalent of the American president's State of the Nation address uh, to the Federal Assembly in Russia. Um, and we, we'll, be, we'll be taking some of that live here on Talk TV. Um, but you know, there's a big feeling that tensions are mounting. Uh, and, and that more and more countries are getting drawn in. What, what, are you, what is your feeling about where this is heading? Oh, if China was to get involved, that would be a major escalation. I've read conflicting things about China. On the one hand, they seem to, there've been reports that they want to, to bring about peace and they've got a peace plan. Then you read things like they could be entering in on Russia's side, providing arms. I think China needs to decide what role it wants to play because it would be a very key, crucial, pivotal role. Yeah. Um, I think America has just warned and said, don't get involved because that would be a major escalation. China may heed that warning and just stay back. I mean, China's trying to re-enter the world economy anyway after having been isolated But they don't have to be so nicey-nicey to do that. We want to buy their cheap stuff. I think we should stop buying their cheap stuff and get our cheap stuff from elsewhere, personally. But, but yeah, I'm, well, Xi Jinping doesn't... I mean, not someone who's necessarily keen to uh, uh, to heed any warnings from the West. Uh, it seems to me, though, rather in uh, China's interest to have everyone in Europe and NATO, US, focus very much on what's going on in Ukraine, supplying them with weaponry and the like. Meanwhile, of course, China can just knock out as much weaponry as they want. I mean, the factories galore uh, in a totalitarian economy. Um, and meanwhile, when everyone's attention is still on Ukraine, a couple of years' time, what do they do? Well, we're going to see that invasion of Taiwan, which he's basically promised he would do. I mean, one thing about Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping is they, they're not shy about announcing what they're planning to do, are they? Oh, yes. He's been very adversarial. I mean, it's been a complete change of tone on the world stage from China. I mean, there's no actual concrete threats yet, but everyone's sort of waiting what's coming next. Will it be an invasion of Taiwan? Something is going to happen yeah. and we mustn't be naive about it. Exactly. Now, um, later in the show, um, after nine o'clock, going to be talking to Peter Hitchens, because he's Mail on Sunday columnist. Um, and someone who has repeatedly written and spoken on, on Mike's show uh, after 10 most day, uh, most weeks, saying, you know, basically, we need to be getting to the table. We need to have peace talks. We need to get to negotiations. Um, we, we're just escalating. We're, we're, we're basically warmongering ourselves with all the provocation of Russia and the like. Um, I take a very, very different view um, and view that, frankly, if we'd given stronger messages beforehand, we, Vladimir Putin would have been deterred. Uh, but once, once we have actually had that invasion, we need to basically throw everything at it. Um, and I would agree with Boris Johnson and his trust, send the jets. I'd have sent the jets a year ago, personally. Um, but it, such as we have jets to send, a small point worth making. But I'll be debating with Peter Hitchens as we just approach the first anniversary of the Ukraine invasion on what should happen now. Um, that may get quite lively. I think basically, I think he's a Putin apologist. He thinks I'm a warmonger. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how that goes later on. So after nine, do tune in for that. Um, there's no doubt at all. I mean, that's where an awful lot of focus of the of politicians is on right now. But there's also uh, ongoing issues back at home. Um, a lot of people getting in, in politics are very head up about the Northern Ireland Protocol, this Brexit deal. Um, 
we're told it could be ready for the cabinet meeting today. That's not going to happen. End of end of this week at the earliest. But there's a possibility the Times is reporting that Brexiteer ministers could resign if they feel that any scrapping of the Northern Ireland Protocol, advised against by Boris Johnson, um, could actually threaten the unity, the union of the UK. Um, and if the DUP don't support a deal, basically it won't get support from European Eurosceptics on the on the Tory back benches. Um, do you think we're just going to see this sort of scrapping going on forever? We all thought we, you know, got Brexit done. It would appear not. Yes. What Sunak wants to avoid is a Theresa May, Theresa May version two, where he keeps presenting these deals that yeah. he's made to Parliament, and they keep getting voted down. Yeah, by indeed. rebel conservatives. But you get, then you get you get the likes. I mean, Steve. We've got Suella Braverman, who's Home Secretary. Do I see her resigning from the cabinet on this? I don't think so. But Steve Baker, of the Northern Ireland Office, committed Eurosceptic. Um, he's resigned before um, from government uh, over Brexit deal, Theresa May's Brexit deal. So I, I wouldn't be such a big, a big move for him. We shall see what what happens there. Um, let's also talk about uh, doctors going on strike. Uh, I think it was. Once we knew there was a strike ballot for the British Medical Association for junior doctors, representing 48,000 of the doctors, uh, a huge number, a huge percentage of the medical staff of the UK, um, they have voted to go on strike in England. They're going to plan a 72-hour, so three days in one go, strike in mid-March. Um, I mean, two-thirds of junior doctors in England out on strike for three days is quite something. Um, you know, basically, it's nurses and junior doctors who run who run the show when it comes to medical treatment. You're very unlikely to be seeing a consultant when you're in hospital. Let's sit so briefly on his or her rounds at ten o'clock on a on on a Thursday morning. Um, I wonder how much support you think there'll be because I'm, I want to ask people this morning because I think you know support for say railway workers or for postal strikers or or ambulance workers or or nurses it does seem to be very different among members of the public so I'd love to know from you my lovely audience uh, with junior doctors voting to go on strike over pay do you support them and if so tell us why if not tell us why you can tweet me at Talk TV you can text the word Talk to eight seven treble two Candice do you support the doctors um, I think they have a right to strike. I'm not sure that if they should be directing their dissatisfaction at the government, though. I've often wondered if maybe they need to look at their own management, at things within the NHS, because one thing I've noticed is that some of the leaders of the, the doctor's strike have often pointed to Australia and the Australian healthcare system as maybe a bit better. Mm. So perhaps there's things that we could do here mm. to make yeah. things better for yes. doctors. It is fascinating, isn't it, the number of times you hear from, from those who think, oh, but it's so much better, go off and work in Australia. Well, yeah, Australia doesn't have an NHS like we have. No, it's different. Because, it's a know. mixture of yeah. public and private and maybe those changes could be implemented here but so many people are so ideological they would never countenance that and the BMA very much is it's very much a, a left-wing pretty militant union we saw those junior doctors strikes a few years back uh, and the government very much I mean you know pretty held pretty firm I mean, Jeremy Hunt was the health secretary at the time he keeps forgetting he was health secretary whenever he uh, points out what's wrong with the NHS um, the, I'm, I'm this difficult thing look doctor's daughter <laughs> I know how hard they work yeah. um, got no time for this GP's work three-day-week nonsense and then saying they're burnt out. Well, how do you do a 12-hour day? Well, well, yeah, it's because you only work a three-day week. Just do a normal work, work, working week. I mean, I know I'm only on air four days a week, but I do actually work a five-day week. Honestly, I promise you. Um, but um, this is the thing. It's... I've, I know how hard junior doctors work and, and the level of education. You're looking at straight A students, often getting first at uni, working incredibly hard through university. I mean, I know that you know, everyone knows a, a medic who was a big drinker at uni, but actually that's a hard course. Um, you know, seven years of training. And, and they start on £29,000. 
So average pay, okay, but that's your starting pay. I mean, I would have dreamt of average pay starting as a journo with far fewer qualifications. Um, but they go up to £53,000. Now, £53,000 is a lot more than the average person earns. But it is a pittance compared to what other people with similar skill levels and training would be earning in the in the private sector. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure that I think that the person who is operating on my child in the event that she needs a, an emergency operation, and it will normally be someone who's a junior doctor will still count, you know, registrars still count as junior doctors, that someone who is doing that job should be being paid less than the bloke who's driving the tube train to get him to work. Yes, and you won't retain people like that. And I've known doctors who've actually gone into clinical work, found it so hard, so punishing, that they've gone into non-clinical work, mm. like data, where they can earn huge yeah. sums of money with the skills that they have. And we are losing these people to, yes. to other countries. Yes. We just are. That is, there is a brain drain. Well, yes. I mean, there's been a lot in the news now about how Australia is trying to recruit doctors from mm. England. It is much better there, maybe because they have more market forces in their healthcare system. Maybe that's something we can look at here. Not totally, but something that can maybe push their pay so up a bit. So would this be a strike that you think more people would support? I don't know actually I'll be interested to see myself. When mm. it comes to doctors and things like that people might perceive them as well paid anyway so yeah. less sympathy than for the nurses. Yeah. But again I, again, but I think people um, they, over, they, they underestimate how much nurses are paid and they overestimate how much doctors yes. are paid because we're told often about oh GPs if you, if, you, if you run a GP surgery yeah you're well on over, over 100k but 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 not most most doctors aren't earning that. Well, compared to the to, to people who are similar to them in mathematical skills, they don't earn that much. No, actually. exactly. I don't know. Would we want to attract the brightest and the best to treating us? Who knows? The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.